Hi, I'm Joe Madden, and you are listening to Halfway Around the Halo. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track. Go! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Halfway Around the Halo. This is season four, episode five. I am Nick Wright, your host at LA Angels UK. And we're being joined as usual by the fantastic, the incredible Dave Evans. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Always such a wonderful introduction, Nick, but I'm not, you know, local international superstar still. I'll stop that now. My my 15 minutes of fame is over, I believe. So, uh, we're just gonna, we get, we're going back to being nobodies here and just chatting some Angels baseball, which nobody really cares about. But we love it, and I know the odd person enjoys it too. So, great. Dave, how you been? How is your baseball? Do you know what? I always ask you this every week, and I always wonder if anyone actually cares. And you know what? I think people actually do care. I had, few, care. I had a few comments when I was in the US that they find it incredible that you actually play baseball and that it's very different to obviously what they're used to but they like to hear the update so Dave update us I've got I find it incredible that I'm capable of playing baseball I have to admit but um, now we, we had another good weekend it was well it was a split so it's not good in that regards um, we won our first game we won it 6-0 so it was a nice little um, shutout for us there uh, game two was a bit of a slugfest and they ended up winning it on a two-run walk-off homer in the final inning. So um, that was a little bit disappointing. Um, a few controversial moments, I would say, went throughout the game. Um, I think you've seen the picture. That was a... Yeah, despite... Dave, talk, Dave, talk us through that. Talk us through that moment, what happened. Well, that, I was... Um, bases were loaded. I was over at third, and the um, guy tries backpicking us, and he's overthrown it, gone straight over the third baseman. So I'm coming in. You know, I possess so much speed, as you can possibly tell by that camera. Uh, it was a decent throw coming back in, but you can see quite clearly my foot's in. It actually lands on the catcher's foot, who's covering the plate as well. Missed the tag, and I'm still called out. And when you think about it, we lost the game by one run. It's, it's a little bit annoying. What what happens with that now? I, I assume you threw some fists afterwards, knowing you. And uh, <laughs> I'm actually I'm quite placid. I, I get on with things. It is what it is, you know. Have you have you complained complained to the federation about the umpiring or what? I'll leave that with the boys to deal with. Uh, the, those who run the club can decide what they want to do. I just turn up and play. You know, it's an amateur sport at the end of the day. He's gonna people are gonna make mistakes, but you know, you, you'll notice on that photo the umpire was nowhere to be seen in the photo. <laughs> so he was up. Who was the umpire? Was it one of their guys? Yes, generally a home ump. It's very, very unlike. Well, we sometimes get a, um, a federation blue for us, but more often than not, it's the home a home representative will umpire a game. So without them, it's still a it's a scrimmage, isn't it? So it's you win some, you lose some with that. And unfortunately, it was really good. We felt in the first game, and then it got a little bit lopsided. We felt, I would say, my personal feeling in the second game, and you know, feeling that there's two different zones you're catching doesn't help. But mm. it is what it is. You take the split. We walk away. We, we've showed some heart throughout, and um, we roll into um well actually two weeks off now, which is good because you after. 
You're an, old, you're an old man. You need a break. I'm an old man and I'm catching 14 innings a weekend at the moment. It's it's bashful. Why, why are you doing the double headers? Um, we, well, we, the second catcher, uh, Brad, was always going to be off this week anyway. He was away. Uh, but he's also got injured previously. He, he did a me. He got injured. And um, so he's been out for a few weeks with a thumb injury, which is a bit of a problem when it's your catching hand. So um, I've just picked up the last two games as double headers, um, which has been fine. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Evans, the superstar of the UK <laughs> baseball community. Hardly, hardly. I mean, I've got me, I've got me scratch still from the slide. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. Dave that is showing me his war wounds, and honestly, <laughs> though, full respect for you for doing that. And uh, my age, especially at your age, there's no way you should be catching 14 innings. No, but it is what it is. But it's, it's quite fun. It's good. It's always a good time out. So. Uh, can I can I actually put can I actually point out though we had to cancel doing this yesterday we tried to record on a Monday, but Dave couldn't record on a Monday because he was too tired from catching. Oh, so we have had to push this back a day because of him and his catching. So make of that what you will. But to be honest, I said people enjoy this segment. I'm not sure they enjoy it enough that we've been talking about it for this length of time. So no, no, let's move on. Move on very quickly. Let's move on to the Angels and yes, our Angels are. In a great place right now. I think last time we spoke, I had just got back from the States. I think I was the day after, wasn't it? I was a bit all over the place. I think it was the Friday. The Angels had obviously been on an incredible tear. Um, and Rich, did you um, did you go out to the States? I must have missed that. Yeah, I try not to talk about it too much, but I did actually go out for a few games and a, a few bits and pieces happened. But Fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I'm like. I just don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. Um, hate the attention. Yeah, hate the attention, hate it all. So <laughs> let's not to, let's not go there. But I think I actually believe we did this podcast the day after I got back on the Friday. Yeah. We were in Oakland then. The then went to Texas, um, and then we had Oakland back at home since then. So it's been a bit of a mixed time, hasn't it, for our Halos? I, I know you were. Uh, predicting sweeps, sweeps, sweeps all round and uh, lots of Halo wins to come. But it didn't quite work out like that, did it? I know we went to Oakland and we won three out of four, was it? We weren't far off from getting the sweep, were we? I mean, I mean it, it bloody should have been three out of four and we can touch on Iglesias later and what happened in that first of those two games um, on Saturday and the ninth inning where Bryce Hale just gave up a three-run homer and we lost and I almost cried. I think it was the day of the FA Cup final. I was I was actually watching it in my phone in a taxi going from one pub to another and yeah, it wasn't the best day, but that happened. Then we went into Texas and wow, I don't even know where to begin on that. We got swept by these Rangers and these Rangers are not a good team. Their pitching is pretty horrific. The hitting's very average. Yeah, we've gone into Texas and got swept. We've then come home and we lost the first game of a series with Oakland, who this year so far we've been destroying. And honestly, a four-game skid, you thought, didn't you? Head in hands, like all this praise we've been giving these Halos teams, all these power rankings. I think Ben Verlander had us at like three at some point last week. And all this lovely comments about what a great different Angels team this is. And then we get swept by the Rangers and lose the first one to Oakland. And everyone's just like, here we go again. <laughs> but we did bounce back. We took two out of three from Oakland. We won the series. And now we got Texas coming back in tonight for a couple. 
and we have to have to get revenge right but anyway that's just a brief rundown of what's happened in the last week or so Dave where do you want to begin in that do you want to talk about Oakland do we want to talk about Texas where do we want to talk do we go Texas like what happened what happened in Texas it was a massacre Thankfully, no chainsaws involved, but... It might as well have been. There's just this little voodoo over there at the moment, isn't it? We just we just don't seem to be settling in, playing in that stadium for some reason. It felt like it last year. It's continued into this year. Um, what What is going on? You know, I, I'm glad Noah's going to have an opportunity to go up against him again, hopefully tonight, and um, prove that one wrong. Because, um, you know, he's a, he's a good start, as we all know. And it was certainly... I feel a blip, but... What a blip it was uh, <laughs> going into that game. It was just rough, wasn't it? You know, yeah. But it, it wasn't the sweep where we didn't have our chances in each game to actually or possibly have taken two out of three instead of being swept. It was just, it, I think it's just when it's not going to go your way, it's just not going to go your way. And that, that was a good example of that. You know, Tepera in game two didn't have quite an ideal outing, did he? <laughs> in that one, you know. Detmers, you know, he came out early, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Um, I don't know which one was the most frustrating, right? Because game one, we take a 3-0 lead in the first. And you think, you know what? Here we are. This is going to be good. This is going to be a great series. Angel scoring runs early and there's no way. With Noah on the mound, they're coming back. And then Noah gives up six, doesn't get out of the inning. Poor. Really poor. I mean, can we just have a quick shout out, out, out to your mate? And I know you're about to burst into song here for uh, Arme Berea. You know, that was a nice, solid... You solve out. a problem like Berea. <laughs> he, he had a good outing there to keep us in that. You know, we did have traffic. We just couldn't get it done, could we? No, we could not. But it's tough when you score three, give up six. It's mm. hard to come back. Um, yeah. Second one, again, as you've already touched upon, to pair up blew it um but the damage had been done already to be fair i know we were three all for a while we took the lead and we went four three up and then and then seven seven runs seven runs in the eight that's unheard of i mean how often has you know to pair and luke iglesias come in so far at this stage of the season in that sort of tight high leverage games and have produced so you know i suppose there's going to be a wobble every sort of often um it's just quite strange how they've all had it in the space of a week yeah it was weird and to, for yeah for Tapera, it was just odd wasn't it and i think he gave up five of the earned runs didn't he and a couple of walks a few hits and actually shout out and i'm mainly just shouting him out here because i want to pronounce his name properly because i know we didn't on the last pod okay. but the guy that came in before Tapera, who i was expecting to blow things up mr Bearclaw, uh as he's known which is honestly the most ridiculous right Sorry to our US listeners right now for what I'm about to say, but the US does have a bit of a reputation for interesting names uh, and pronunciation of names that isn't necessarily what we expect over here in the UK and the Queen's English. So <laughs> we've always been used to a, a bit of quirkiness from our American brothers and sisters, but Bearclaw, really? I mean, it's Barraclough, right? I'm I'm reading Barraclough. I'm sorry, and I don't like agreeing with you on principle half the time. But that Barraclough, yeah, you got to sort that out. I'm not having it anyway. Tapera blows it. We then get Cesar Valdez in for his first appearance. The Angels, 37 year old 
And yeah, that goes as expected. Anyway, <laughs> finally, and to be honest, this is the toughest one, isn't it? Because yeah. we end up losing in extras. We scored two runs in the top of the ninth, and we should have been more, to be honest. We could have easily taken a lead into that. But yeah, was it Ward, to... and, Ward and Trout? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit frustrating. I thought we could have scored more in the top of the ninth. But we go into extras, and what happens? One pitch. One pitch. Iglesias, again, blows a save. Two in a week for him. The same pitch, you know, that pitch inside, the slider inside, wasn't it? And it's demolished over the fence, and the Angels lose. And to be honest, (laughs) then again, if you're going to lose in extras, make it one pitch. You don't have to suffer through it, right? Yeah, you're resting your arm. Get it in, get it done, get out. But what do you think? What do you think about Iglesias? He's obviously come back since, hasn't he? And he got yeah. two two saves against Oakland in the home series. So yeah, yeah. he's come back, he's bounced back, and he's recovered a bit. But what did you see from him for those two that made you wonder? Uh, I don't know if I saw anything in particular. He didn't seem to be, you know, in my opinion, attacking as much. Um, he almost... I want to say he seemed apprehensive because that's a stupid thing to say about Maisel. But I don't know, it just seemed a little bit off. It could have just been the fact, I don't know, not even overworked. I honestly don't know <laughs> the answer to that. But he's come back, as you say, in the last few games. And I would still have Racer Iglesias doing that every day of the week over Mike Mays, who we've had in previous years in those high-level situations and stuff like that. So it's going to happen. It baseball, it sucks. We've got to move on. And... I'm just and I'm just not too down about it. It is what it is, and yeah. yeah. As a as a catcher of a very similar level, I know that there's been a lot of complaints about Austin Romine's catching and blaming him almost for some of those failures. What do you think? Did you see much of Romine's game calling and, and pitch selection and just everything about his game? Because as I said, I mean you're you're. A, old man who's been in the catching position for a while you've seen it done it right you know it you know it like the back of your hand so talk me through that catching performance and whether you think Romine was at fault at all for some of those blown saves and whether you think now that thankfully Stassi and never thought I'd say it but also Kurt is back and Kurt I'm sorry before I'm just rambling on here and Kurt before we get into it obviously like he's not very good but I do have more respect for him now, I think, in terms of game calling. I think there is definitely something there because all our pitchers like throwing to him. And I think we've seen with Romine and whatever and Wallach, who who was good, but the maybe Suzuki's main, you know, main success with the Angels currently is just the way he calls a game. Well, I mean, going on Suzuki quickly, I mean, I think has an old dog learned some new tricks as, as the old saying goes I mean he seems on the eye to be better now I've not looked at any stats to see if he is as defensively bad as he was last year I don't know if, have, if he has actually improved but it feels like he has he feels like there is an element of attempting to frame every now and then and there are some moments where his glove work is pretty horrible to watch but there's got to be something there when Shohei wants him particularly like he did last year um, I, still his- think, I still think the numbers say he's bad I'm not saying he's good, but I'm saying that there's potentially there's been an improvement at least from last year, which you could probably argue wasn't too hard um, to do. Uh, with very few adjustments, you see the videos have been working on it, and you know working glove low to up and stuff like that. Um, in regards to the Romine piece, it's 
It's a, it's a difficult one, really. I mean, yes, there's maybe not that familiarity with Iggy as what he wants to do in certain spots, but, you know, he, he's experienced as well. Um, you know, he's been around the block, so it's not through naivety in the situation or anything like that. You know, I just... I think just a part of it, <laughs> the boy managed to get a good swing on it and, and managed to take Iggy downtown. You know, I don't think I necessarily blame Romine any more than I blame Iggy as a partnership. Um, Iggy popped, wasn't it? <laughs> Iggy got popped. He did. So, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, I think Romain, Romain's been okay. Out of the four, I would probably have him down in the fourth, fourth out of four of them that you've seen so far during the season. But I don't think he's been horrible. Oh, you know? I disagree. I think he's been horrible. No, you're the you're the professional here. You're the professional. Please I don't oversell me. Do I can't me. I can't talk catching with you because you're just you just know it all. You've been there, no. done it. You've seen I absolutely it all. do not know it all. Anyway, moving on again. Yeah, fair enough. We'll move on from Romine now because he obviously doesn't live up to your expectations. So Appreciate it's probably time we uh, we go somewhere else. But yeah, we came back to the big A. We said Iggy got two saves. We lose the first one. We take the second and the third. Things are looking good again, right? We're, we're confident. We're happy and hopeful that Taylor Ward is not going to be too injured, right? Well, I mean, we need the best player in baseball back. We right do. It was, it was an unfortunate uh, thing. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, we haven't seen the lineups yet for tonight, have we? So they're not going to be too far away, I don't think. So it'll be interesting to see if he is still yeah, day no, to day. I really hope he's back. I mean, we miss him when he's not there, which is weird to say considering coming into the year, nobody wanted him in there. And then he's now the best player in baseball and we've got the best three players in baseball. Maybe the best four, actually. I mean, what what does Taylor Ward's contract extension look like? It must be 35 million a year. 12, 12 years, 600 million. Give it to him now. Reasonable. One side, so, nah, you know, we've got Taylor Ward. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly joking. Um, look, no, so, um, yeah. The main takeaway for me, Dave, from the Oakland series, and the guy I probably want to talk about who we love, but also I know you hate to watch pitch, Patrick Sandoval, who's now gone, what, 40 innings pitch, 1.79 ERA. Again, like, went 4.2 with no hitter going into the game this week. Went 7.1, I think, gave up one earned run and looked absolutely fantastic again. As soon as he gets anyone on base, he just... The fire, the determination. This week, the stuff was working. He was working a bit quicker. He was hitting the strike zone. The command was better. And he's just looking ace-like right now. And we've yeah, always he, known the stuff's there, but... Yeah, no, he, he, that was a, a front-end rotation sort of performance that was, wasn't it? He, uh, it? It was a sort of battled in his previous outing to get through what he got through, but it sort of clicked there on, on another sandy Sunday. He seems to be on every Sunday at the moment, because I know when I'm knackered, I'm watching him. And uh, it seems to have like three Sundays in a row, I think. That's what happens with yeah. a six-man rotation. Yeah. You usually have a day off somewhere in the middle, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, but he got through, got through. And um, as I say, done, done really well to Perry and Iggy. You know, they got back in there doing their thing as well. Iggy with his 10th save. Um, yeah, it was a good win. It was a good win. Probably got a little bit too close for no real reason. Um, but to have to use I was, them. I was so glad to see two things. One, that... Tapera got out the inning with no more damage for Sandy for himself. Mm. But secondly, for Sandy, because to be honest, he didn't deserve to get off any runs. I mean, the no. only reason he gave up a run in the first place was because the defense was pretty crap. And uh, yeah. who was it? Was it who was out in right field? Was it? I was Wade. 
Was yeah, it was Wade. Was, it was Wade, yeah. And he, he obviously couldn't track the the high fly ball out in the outfield, which happens. I mean, the sun in Anaheim at that time of day and whatever. I but, mean, Jack Mayfield wouldn't have missed it, would he? If he was out there. Captain but look, you know, um, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it, thankfully, it didn't really cost us anything by the end of that. But, you know, it, it leaves us one game behind the Astros, um, 26 and 17. So... We're still rolling. You're not going to win every single game throughout the year, are you? So, you know, you're going to lose a number. And, yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. But I know you wanted to talk about Sandy, but shall we have a quick mention for our new boy, Chase, who, who's on there? You know, that, that second outing was a battling outing as well. You know, I, I love that pace in which he works at. Um, obviously, as someone who likes to see that, because I'm pathetic of staying awake, to see Chase himself up on that mound hammering away it, it, it's really refreshing to watch at the moment and um that's and i love and, uh, the fact that even when he got a bit rattled and even when this time obviously the start didn't go quite as well as it did previously he still kept that pace up still trusted his stuff still trusted like throwing strikes and that's what you want from a young starter for me and honestly there are people in angels baseball that know far more than you and i do about the minor mm. league system and the drafts and Shout out, Jared. I don't know if you listened because I was on his podcast last week on Talking Halos. And those guys obviously follow the ins and outs of the minor league system and Taylor Blake Ward and everyone else. There's some great guys in it that do it. But this 2021 draft for the Angels is starting to look fantastic, isn't it? The pitching they've picked up, they're all dominating. Our double-A rotation right now, every single one of those guys is a guy that has major league potential i would say yeah i mean you've got, you, got to be feeling good right yeah i mean i had a look at the trash panels just to see what was going on so when you think about obviously detmers came up last year and chase has come up as well he was what he was 11th round wasn't he like in the 21 draft but what you got buckman cole bush nick jones eric torres mason Erler, luke murphy brett Kerry. they're all down there they're all from the 21 class and they're all doing pretty well and it's exciting and if we could get enough if another one of those come up and just produce a bit like what Chase is doing. And then even if Chase doesn't go more than five or six starts or something like that and gets sent back down and then puts someone else in line and they produce the same sort of level, then that's pretty good. I mean, some backman, he's had, what, three starts now. He's only had 11 innings, but he's at like a 0.82 whip. Okay, that might work. <laughs> I mean, he's not really too much into it, I suppose. But he definitely, I don't think he's given up an earned run, has he? No. It doesn't look, I don't think so. No, he hasn't. So, I mean, it could be a very good draft class. And do we still do we still worry about reliever potential for Backman a bit? And now, is this the time to trade him? I mean, he's obviously started really well at double A. Well, this is it as well, isn't it? You look at what potential trade options you might want to look at later in the year, depending on health. Obviously, that could dictate as to what you do, whether it's a bat because someone's injured, or whether it's rotation, or whether it's bullpen. But do you try and all know, three, Dave. All three. All three, yeah. But so are you looking at utilising some of this depth in, in AA and trade them whilst their stock is high before they even get there and maybe have that more value involved in that? But they could also, you run the risk of actually losing someone who could contribute in the pen or in, in the rotation like chasers. It's, it's, an, it's a nice problem to have. So it is a nice problem to have, which brings me to one of our first questions of the night from Bill underscore ESQ. What do you want Perry to do, if anything, before the deadline? I think 
as I say, I just touched on it. It's quite tough to answer that right now because you want to know where the health is. Obviously, we've had health issues with the lineup over the years. Um, if we stay where we are and feel that they could get through it, I think you want a bullpen piece for certain. I wouldn't mind another one who could certainly do a, a high leverage situation, relieve some sort of um, innings and pitch counts on, on our back three at the moment. I mean, uh, you're Archie Bradley coming back, you know, he, he has the potential to work back into that sort of spot and, you know, help out on a day off and here and there. But I wouldn't mind another high leverage ability to arm in the pen. Uh, a rotation piece. It doesn't have to be front line at this time because you've got Otani, you've got Sandoval, you know, they're doing well just themselves as frontline starters, especially if Sandoval keeps on doing what he's doing. Syndergaard's shown that he's got that, you know, not Syndergaard of old, but he's certainly doing his bit. So all you need is a mid-rotation level arm to sort of get those numbers up. So that's the sort of thing I think uh, it's going to depend on health, but I think the priority will be a more bullpen and high leverage level bullpen. You don't worry about the hitting at all, shortstop, for instance. So, for example, Andrew Velasquez, I know he now actually leads the majors, I think, in DRS and has been fantastic defensively. The bat's come alive a bit recently, but still between that and second base and Lewis Renhifo. And do you think there's potential there? I know obviously the name that Angels fans band around is Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox or the Red, Co Red Sox uh, slip out of it. But do you, do you want another bat or are you sticking with pitching? I will always take anything that makes us better to give us that opportunity. Um, you know, you, you, you could get through past the deadline into August and then you have an injury and then you need the bat anyway. So if there's an opportunity there to get better, then I will take it wherever it comes. However, I really like Andrew Velasquez, what he's doing defensively as well. I think the, the amount of runs he's probably saved, his ability with that glove, I mean, at the beginning of last season, we thought Iglesias number two was doing well, but it would make too many silly errors. Velasquez isn't doing that. And he, he is so solid with the glove. You almost feel, it's a bit like when Brandon Marshall is out there and left. You just know it's going to be gobbled up and you're pretty much going to have the play made. Obviously, there will be some errors, but on the whole, it's going to be made. Um, his bat has started to do something over the last couple of weeks. Let's see if that actually continues. If that continues, and I'm actually happy to roll with Velasquez. And, you know, if there's someone else to go into seconds, maybe, but... Fair enough. And what do you think about Lewis Renhifo since he's come back into the major league team? He looks better this time, right? Does No, well, we said this in the last podcast as well. You know, he, he looks at more confident in the batter's box. He's, he's taking better at bats. His approach is better. You know, he, he doesn't seem to be as an easy out as he was last time round. And, and that's a big spot for us at the moment where, where we have, you know... Some would say some uh, worrying amount of days off being given to some of the superstars at the moment, should we say. When Hefo and, you know, you've got these contributors at the moment that you wouldn't expect are still helping turn the lineup over and get it back up. And when you've got someone like Taylor Ward still who are doing what they're doing, you can afford just about to give these guys some days off, which is only a good thing at the moment considering the amount of injuries that they've had. And as Joe Madden's alluded to, you know, you've got half an eye on the other end of the season. Makes a change for us to actually have an eye on the other end of the season, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, we're not counting down. Well, I'm not counting down to uh, when when's this over? When, when are we going to start seeing some really funky lineups? Because you know we're we're just out of it, but we're not. We're, we're fully in it. Um, so yeah. So 
in fact, you've kind of touched on it here, but Kyle Wilson, so Kyle mm. underscore Duckfan underscore W, who, by the way, absolute legend, for those listening, hit him yeah. up on Twitter, saw him a couple of times when I was in the uh, in the States, had a couple of beers, watched some innings together. Just a truly, genuinely incredible bloke and make sure you connect with him. But he says, thoughts on the Angels' load management strategy this season? Seeing a lot of criticism of Madden giving Trout and Rendon consistent days off or off days. But personally, I think it's smart, although I see the counter argument. And you've kind of touched on it there. So I'll be honest, I agree with Kyle. I agree with Madden. I think right now is a good time to be doing it. There is no reason, considering we know that the health in the last few years has been terrible, to really push them at this stage. We're still winning games. It's still early in the season. Continue with the strategy. That's my view. Yeah, we're still, as you just said, we're still winning games. You're sitting trout and you're still winning, you know. Rendon, I wouldn't say I want to say he's been scuffling, but he's been getting better. He's had some clutch hits. He's had some big moments for us already this year. And I feel he is better than he was last season. He's still very good defensively as well. He's still one of the top third basemen in that position. Um, and yes, but injuries have been a concern, especially after Mikey out there in centre. His injuries have started stacking up over the last few years. And, you know, it's not eight years ago, nine years ago. He's not as young as he used to be. I'm not saying you have to... We, all, we, all, know, we all know the feeling, don't we? Absolutely. Thank you, Nick, for that. But um, no, I'm not saying you have to wrap them up and quite wall. But you know what? If if the team... And it's going to take more than what just Mike Trout to win this, you know? If, but if everyone's contributing and you've got that trust there, give him a day off if there's a day off coming up after he's on a travel day. I haven't got an issue with it. If we start losing all these games, then you might have to reassess on how often that is actually happening as you go into the seat further down the line. At this moment in time, though, it's not backfiring on us and the record shows it. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Another question, which again, we sort of touched on, but I just want to give him a shout out to Ian Towers. I know he's Mm. been listening for quite a long time and another one of the UK Angel contingent. He goes, realistic SP trade routes are worried so many of ours aren't used to pitching this many innings. Have been so much better than I hoped for. Contingency needed as Astros aren't going to struggle anytime soon. Plus, shout out to the farm, which is Trash Pandas. Do you have any off the top of your head, any realistic starting pitching trade targets, anyone you've thought about so far? Or is it just too early in the season to really know who's going to be available? I mean, I think you can go to Cincinnati. I think you can fairly say that they're going to be selling at some point. Just how much are you going to be willing to give up now? Um, And that's the question. Do you want to lose what looks like good depth that's been built up? But at the same time, they can't all start and they can't all pitch. So maybe use that depth for pieces in a trade. Um, You've got to have the question again soon about Adele. At what point do you bring him up? Is he going to stay there? Is he now a trade piece? Is he trying to raise his stock down there? You package a Dell up with, I, I don't know, someone you've not used yet, Kai Bush and one of your other early rounders from the 2021 draft. You know, what, what options do you want to take? Well, you've sort of jumped the gun there because you know there's a question about Joe Adele coming. Um, um, okay. But before we get onto that, Montas or Castillo, if you had to pick one of the two, who seem to be the most likely good trade, <laughs> who would you prefer? Oh, I would take either quite happily. I like the idea of Montas just to stick it back to Oakland <laughs> on a more regular basis. Probably have Tommy John as soon as he gets here. But Yeah, I know. Well, that, that could be with anybody that we sign, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I, I'd be happy with either on the, on the long front. And I, 
is it fair to say there'll be similar packages? I, I don't know contracts off the top of my head on how much longer they've got in their respective, some what the deals are, but I would expect them both of them to be a haul. I think Montas more expensive, um, but yeah, both a haul. Okay, so I said we got Joe Adele coming up. Keith Thursby says there is no question here. What do you want to talk about? He says Joe Adele. So, what right now are you doing with Joe Adele? We're keeping him there right now. Um, He's getting confidence with the bat. He's hitting well there in AAA. But I don't think we're in the position right now to be having someone learn defensively what they need to be doing out in that outfield whilst we're at this side, at this end of the table, as it were, in this contending state that we're seeming to start to find ourselves in, where soon, like, that one bad row where you drop it or don't make the play which Brandon Marsh is making is going to then cost you these games at some point. Um I'm not saying I'm not giving up on Joe. I think he could, he can be very good still. And his bat has shown that it's got the pop. Um, but that's not the issue. That's not the concern. We know his bat's there. It's defensive and it's the same as last time. I, I'm keeping what there. A, what about, but what about if Taylor Ward's injured? Do you bring him up then? Well, remember, we've got people like one Lagares flying around who we know is defensively fine as well. I think it depends what you want for. But what I do know, is that I would rather have Lagares or Adele coming up than seeing Mr. Wade out there in right or you know anyone else of these infielders, Ringhifo going out into the outfield. No, no, no. Give me Adele or Lagares in that regards. That's that would be what I would say about that. No. What about Mr. Whitefield? Wouldn't mind seeing him be able to hit the ball at some point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> defensively, he looks fine. I mean, and you know, you're comfortable with it. But, you know, is he coming back up? Did I, you know? Yeah, I, well, I think he might be on the taxi squad. I'm not sure. Okay. So, I mean, if he comes back up and he, he gets into some sort of rhythm, then great. But um, I, I haven't been overruled with his bat. But the defence will, you know, ultimately see you through. So, if, if Adele can prove his defensive capabilities, then, yeah, bring him up. But... Until that point, as I say, I've not got the issue with the bat. I'll take the swings, I'll take the strikeouts because I think in the long run his bat will be good. But you, you can't have that first step at this level, really. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you currently. Final question is Angels Ducks. Is the bullpen for real? For context, I think the bullpen currently is like very mid in the majors. I think in most categories, we're kind of like in the middle. We obviously know, we've talked about it, and they've had some bad outings, but Iglesias is one of the best closers in the game. You'd like to hope Tapera, Loop are one of the better back ends of the pen. Archie Bradley hopefully coming up just to add some length to that good part of the bullpen. What do you think about it as it's currently um, currently put together? And also, Quijada's coming back soon, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, again. A, a shout out for old Herge or Herget, however you want to say it. You know, he, he's been good. He's been serviceable. But no, I think I think the pen is for real, you know, and we are more than happy with that. Oh, well, I know I'm more than happy with that back end. Um, they're going to have their moments every now and then. You're not going to get through the entire season without a blip every, you know, every so often. But the point of them, you know, being the more reputable back end <laughs> relievers and in these high leverage spots is more often than not, they will see you through. And when you're passing that ball over in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, the flute rocks up in the seventh. I know he can come up in some other spots every now and then. They're going to do a job. 
And I feel so much more comfortable now compared to last year when it, you're handing the ball over to them. One run game, a, a zip, a, a draw game, even if we're just a little bit behind. I feel so much more confident this year because even like Hamadria, again, just touching on him, you know, he, he kept it close. And we've had that before. Hergé, he's done a job. He, he's kept scoreless in Boy, his counters. Back off. No touching Berea. He's mine. <laughs> no, he's all yours. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm liking the pen. But as I say, I would, I mean, I think regardless, if we are going to be serious at the deadline, that's where what we need to be looking at is definitely a pen arm. Yeah, you get away with two even better. No, yeah. I, I think I agree with you, which is worrying because there's been a lot of that tonight. Yeah, know. could you at least just lie and don't agree with me at some point? It's very unnerving. I might have to at some point, but I'm I'm too busy concentrating on the pizza that I ordered, really, to listen to what you're saying. So, <laughs> fair. I hope, hopefully, I've agreed with what you're saying is good stuff. If it isn't, <laughs> then I apologise to the listeners and I'll try better less next time because I know that Dave is usually the clueless one of the two of us. Absolutely. I, I'm just here for fun and giggles. <laughs> Dave, so we talked about it. We've got two for Texas coming up, and then we got four with Toronto, I believe, in this homestand. Tough stretch coming up for the Halos. We'll probably save it for next week's show um, in terms of what we've got coming up in June. But these next six games, what do you want to see from the Halos and what do you think we'll do? Wins. I want to see wins and shutouts and lots of runs and dingers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. That's what I want to see. Now, what do I think will happen? Might be slightly different. Um, I think the Texas season, uh, Texas season, Texas series, very important. There's actually quite a big series here. It's only two games: Syndergaard, Dunning, Detmers, Otto. I think. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to do them. I think you've got to do them on your home patch um, after what happened uh, last week in Texas. I think Syndergaard's going to be primed to uh, get a little bit of revenge, come back out, show what he can do against the same lineup where he sort of stuttered last time. And Detmers, you, you want to look for more of the same, continue, have that command, do what he needs to do. You know, he's been good. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying Detmers has, a, has any issues or anything like that, but he's going to have his growing pains every now and then. There'll be a short outing, there'll be a longer outing than a mid outing. So all, all you can ask for is a quality start. And, you know, as, as a friend of mine at baseball would say, all I want is perfection. I don't ask for much. I just want perfection. <laughs> He's nearly given it to us once this year, so... Exactly. So, um, you know what? Yeah, I, I think I think we win both. And I, I think we're more than capable. Is this his, first, it, is this his first start back at the Big A since the, uh, the no-no? Yeah, it must be. Should be a good good atmosphere for him. Yeah, I would imagine so. I imagine so. But no, it's, um, you, you've got to do them. <laughs> you've got to do them because... You know, we, we've we, what, we're six and a half ahead of them, I think. Yeah, I'm in the top of my head. Um, got to, you know, got to keep pushing, and you know, Houston are going to keep winning, and you've got to keep that dream alive, keep going. Houston's and, um, schedule for the next month is the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't think they play a team that's above 500. Really? Apparently, I've not, not looked. Honestly, I don't know how this has worked out, but they've got the easiest stretch. They've also barely played any home games so far this year, so they've got a lot of home coming up. Good for them. Good for them. If they've got a nice, easy stretch. Um, I don't care. I care about the Angels. So, yeah, let's let's go and do Texas. And and even that's debatable sometimes. (laughs) Thanks. 
<laughs> so, Dave, give me your prediction. I've just said that we're sweeping Texas. Okay. Um, Blue Jays are going to be an interesting one because they haven't been as good. They've scuffled a little bit, but you know, spring is starting to heat up a little bit just at the right time as usual for, for when we, uh, we play them. Um, Vlad has been scuffling on a little bit, hasn't he? He hasn't been as dominant as last year yet. Juice balls, no juice balls. Let's see, let's see if that's made a difference or not. But that could be a really good, um, really good series, actually. Um, a lot of potential power going on flying around. And we had a good couple of series against them last year, maybe not always results-wise, but that was always very interesting. As I say, it was always over at Dunedin where the beginning of the end started with Dexter Fowler going down. So um and canning mm-hmm. start and stuff like that. So I still think. I think three one against Blue Jays. I'm still staying positive. I think you, that, think you think we're going to go five and one on this homestand. I think so because I think the home, you know, that home support could also play a factor in there. You know, they're going to have a great reception, Detmers, when he comes out there for his game against um, Texas. You know, you're going to have um, Tani in there at some point. Tani v Vlad, that'll be fun. And, and, and I believe, I believe the like thunder stick, I believe the thunder sticks are coming back soon. And there's also the Atani bobblehead. There's the really? Star Wars Atani bobblehead, which will have a great crowd. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they do have some good hitters, Toronto, and it could make for an interesting old time over there. So, yeah, but no, I, I like it. And I, I believe in what we're doing. I believe what we have. I think if we've got a lead into the seventh, I think we can turn it over. And more often than not, we can produce. I'm confident. 3-1. Who do you think Vladdy Senior is going to be supporting? Hmm. I reckon he'll be wearing his Angels cap while shouting for Vlad. Yeah, maybe maybe some Angels wins with a couple of home runs for Vladdy Junior. Yeah, share them out. Only home runs in like nine nil, nine nine ones and nine twos. Yeah, I think I'm going to go slightly different to you. I think I'm going to say we're going to take the homestand four and two. I just can't see us consistently winning. But I think we'll win both series. So I guess it's split with the Blue Jays and then 2 0 against Texas. That's just what I really want to happen. I just want us to smash them. They deserve it. I really, yeah. don't, I really don't like the Rangers. I've never liked the Rangers. And I don't like them now, especially when they beat the Halos when they shouldn't be allowed to. No one's allowed to beat us at any time. Yeah. It's not how the game was invented. Especially not them. No. So, no, no I mean, yeah, you can see a split with Toronto. But um, no, I want to stay positive still. And if, if, if we don't, then um, I'll start reverse acknowledging it going forward. That makes sense. Finally, Dave, I'm, I just want to shout out JD Talking One. He, I'm pretty sure he messaged me about the, the trip and he had a question about the culinary delights and disasters. And to be honest, I got so many recommendations on that trip. So many people telling me to eat here, then there. But honestly, I didn't get much of a chance because... I was eating a big breakfast every day. That was the one meal I was really having. So I, was, I went to some of their recommendations for breakfast places and had my usual, all you know, full American breakfast with the hash browns, eggs, sausage, pancakes, whatever. Pretty much every day I had one. But then I was eating ballpark food the rest of the time. I probably wasn't really eating lunch or dinner because the timings just don't really work. So and did so, you eat a vegetable at all in the entire time? Oh, that is a good question. I had some fruit. Vegetables probably pushing it, Dave. I'm not, I'm not convinced. 
Um, so that, that's my age showing through there. You got to eat healthy. You do. <laughs> I tried to get some fruit in, but I'm not sure about veg. I'd say the only disaster, not really a disaster because I loved it, but I did spend $33 on a margarita in the stadium. And that was uh, a bit over the top. Yeah. It was a, a little double, a little double, a little Michael double, but still, $33 for a margarita probably isn't the one. That but is, uh, but it was yeah, lovely. That's, that's a bit expensive. I was, I was having, I was having most a lot of margs, a lot Wait, of margs on the trip. Living it up. Exactly. You got to, haven't you? Absolutely. I know I, I, know I haven't spoken about this trip much, but you, when, when you're there, you just got to. Uh, just got to enjoy yourself, haven't you? Uh, Dave, have you got anything else for us tonight? I know it's getting late. It's definitely past your bedtime. It's nearly 11 o'clock. So <laughs> anything no, else for us before we wrap up? No, no nothing. No, nothing more for me, mate. I, I was just going to make sure we talked about Chase and we did. So I was happy with that. And, uh, yeah, all good. Excellent. Guys, if you've enjoyed the show, please continue to support us. Go ahead if you haven't already and subscribe to the show. Give us a like, give us a retweet. I always want questions from you, so keep them coming. Pop into my DMs, reply to our tweets, whatever. Fantastic to have you, and thanks for listening once again. Dave, cheers for joining me, and we'll be back again next week, hopefully maybe with a special guest as well. I don't know. There's a few people in the pipeline, so we'll see what happens. But cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dick. Always a pleasure. And thanks for listening. Go Halos. Yeah.